0: Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Marathon Author, the show where your creative career is a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) I'm James S. Aaron. Um, Today, I want to talk about the motivation inception or motivational inception. That's what I've been thinking of it as the thing that occurred to me today as I try to motivate myself. Um, (laughs) This is going to be around some struggles I'm having with my work lately. And I hope that this conversation will be some use to you when you are in the the valley of a project, the long, dark valley. (laughs) It's November 16th already. Um, We're already halfway through November. I can't believe that things are moving so quickly in this month. You know, here in the U.S., everybody was waiting breathlessly for the election. The election has come and gone. And now, what else is going to happen this month? (laughs) I... It occurred to me the other day that, you know, with lockdown, at least for us, and with moving to working from home, life does not change very much day to day. And, you know, I can't remember where I read it, but most memory is based on the brain creating new pathways. You know, you have a new experience or something new happens in your day and you tie an emotion to that. And that's where the memory comes from. So for us, at least in our house, we've been kind of doing the same thing every day. You know, we get up, (laughs) we take care of our daughters, we um, go about our day. You know, I get out and do work, I come in and eat lunch, I go back out, and the only thing that kind of changes is the, the work itself. The projects have changed, but I've been doing the same things on a weekly basis. And I think that's why it feels like time is just flying by. Like I blink and the day is gone, you know, every minute feels like, kind of a a fight to like grab onto that and use it and make use of it. (laughs) Um, And then I turn around and it's already the evening and now it's time to, you know, get the baby ready for bed and do all those things. So, you know, I'm sure I'll look back on this someday and and realize that it was a full year, but right now 2020 is still feeling like, you know, I lost six months somewhere and I I don't think I'm alone in that. (laughs) So we just uh, keep on trucking. Based on my goals from last week, it last week was a pretty good productive week. I got at least 3000 words done every day and I'm just working, um, still trucking on the galaxy sword project and Mallory Cooper jumped back into fire upon the worlds, which was our book that's going to be coming out here shortly and so I've been, um, going through that as well, kind of following behind her as she, as she writes and making updates. And I expect we'll have that done in the next couple of weeks actually. So that's pretty exciting. And it's, you know, as we, as we finish up that book, you know, the fans, it's like they have a sixth sense because people have been posting on Facebook saying, Hey, I just finished book two, where's book three. Um, so we're, uh, <laughs> we're making headway and it, it does feel good to be wrapping up. That project, so I'm I'm excited about that. I got some good news today um, from my publisher at Variant. The uh, we're going to be having the publishers pack for books one and two of, or I'm sorry, books three and four of Galactic Law will be coming out shortly. I don't have an exact day yet, but those are coming out from Podium Publishing on Audible. And Tom Taylorson did a great job with books one and two, so he's doing the last um, the last two books in the series. And so that's going to round that out. And a lot of people I know will wait until the series is done before they jump on to, uh, to start listening or reading. So I'm excited to, to get those out there. And then they also let me know that we're going to be doing a box set for galactic law and also tying that with some other promotions that are coming out. And so that's, that's exciting. Um, I think anytime, you know, they're, they're putting effort into the books. I really appreciate it. And, um, Yeah, I'm excited about that. So, things are, uh, you know, we're rounding out 2020, and it's it's it feels like it's moving quickly, but um, you know, things are still coming out. So, the thing I wanted to talk about this time around, that I'm not going to belabor the point too much, but I've been really suffering kind of a lack of motivation. Like I know, it feels like I've got a lot going on, and when I say it out loud, there's a lot going on, but. I have to, I'm feeling like when I sit down to do work, I have to just force myself to do it. And I, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm totally blessed to be in the position that I'm in. And I've talked with some other authors who have felt the same thing, like to, you know, to have this be your sole focus and then to sit down and do it. And all of a sudden it's like your mind just goes blank or you want to, you know, in my case, research, uh, road bikes for an hour (laughs) Or watch, you know, watch YouTube videos. And, and I know that if I would just start writing, it will come, but it's that, like, that step. Like, as soon as I sit down in the chair in front of my computer, as opposed to going standing at the standing desk, it's like all of a sudden I might as well just kiss an hour goodbye. And even in recording this podcast, I was putting it off and putting it off. And, um, Cause I kind of felt like I, I didn't have something to say the way I wanted to say it. And it feels the same way with the words. Like, I don't always feel like I have the thing I want to write in the way I want to write it. Like that, that spark of, I don't know, having the idea fully in your mind and then sitting down to put it on the page is, is a struggle. It doesn't always come to me. And so I've. Being aware of this, I, you know, one of the things I think about is, okay, am I, am I an internally motivated person or I am an externally motivated person? Because it never seems to fail that in the morning I will put off work until it's time where I know, I know, okay, it's getting to be time to go inside and I'll need to do some things with my daughter or make lunch um, or it's getting to be the end of the day. And now for that last two hours, that last hour and a half, I I hit it hard and I get work done and that ends up being my sole output for the day. And I don't like that because I feel almost like I'm held hostage by those previous hours where I was knowing I should work and I, I don't. And I think that's one of the difficult things about kind of a mental, you know, mental work like this is that you don't always know how... The, the things that you're doing might influence the work that's going to come. But it's, it's not like, you know, digging a hole in the backyard where I could just jump in and dig the hole. And then I kind of feel like I have the rest of my day free to do whatever I want. So I've been, I've been very frustrated about that. And I'm even after this, like I've kind of waited till the end of the day to do this podcast and I will be jumping in to do some work after that. But, um, it seems to be like when I get things, when I, don't have a lot of time to get something done or until I kind of wait at least until the end of the day or the end of the time that I have to work that's when I get the work done and I will I will produce, you know, 2000 words in, you know, in an hour pretty easily when I jump in and do it it's just that getting myself to do it and you know I talk to people that are just like enraptured by the joy of storytelling and will just sit and, you know, can't wait to jump get in the chair and start writing and I've certainly felt that at different times in my life. I'm just not feeling it right now. And I don't, I don't think it's the project because I'm excited about all the projects I have. And I'm very fortunate to have the projects that I have, but sitting down to do the work is like, I don't want to say I need, I need like an external force to make me do that, but it's something I, I have been feeling. And so I've honestly been thinking about like, do I need to fill up my time with more things? Like, should I, get a part-time job or something, you know, I mean, based on our budget, like if I was to do 20 hours a week somewhere, like that would be a nice extra bit of money to have. We don't absolutely have to have it, but it would be useful. And would it be good for my process to maybe have that external input? And if it wasn't for COVID, I would probably be all all about it. But right now it really feels like if you don't have to do it, why would you go work outside your house? Right? (laughs) And and I'm really appreciative of the folks that do work outside with the public. You know, my area is pretty good about people taking safety precautions and things, but it's not like that for everybody, and it's not like that for everyone. So, I don't know. I it's just something that's been weighing on my mind. And so when I think about, you know, are you am I internally motivated or versus being externally motivated? I'm probably a person who is externally motivated. I like to have, or it's it's good for me to have. Other forces pushing on me to get things done. When I know someone is waiting for me, or I don't want to let another, like say, writer on a project down, that's when I I really feel motivated to work on it. If it's something that I'm just doing for myself, I often will let other things get in the way or push into my time. You know, and maybe I'm being too hard on myself because we have a two and a half year old in the house and. Everything rotates around the two-and-a-half-year-old. She is the ruler of the universe, right? And so, even in the midst of recording this, she just came and knocked on my door and wanted to be really cute. And I could not deny that, so I had to to stop for a second. So, I I am cognizant of the fact that things are difficult right now. And if I'm not feeling a lot of internal locus of control, that could be understandable. But I also need to get work done. So... (laughs) And if I can't, if I'm not going to be able to get as much writing done as I could potentially get with all this time I have, then maybe I should find another way to make some money during that time and be more strategic about how I'm actually using the time that I have. So these are just some things that I've, I've been thinking about. And then there's also the thing like, well, if, if I applied for a job, would I even get it? <laughs> That's a big, a big uh, issue right now. You know, a lot of folks are looking for jobs, and so I should probably double down on the thing that is, you know, I need to figure out how to solve this problem. So, so that was a lot of what I've been thinking about this week. And answering the question that, well, if you know you're not internally motivated and you need external motivation. Well, does it actually make you internally motivated if you go and get an external force to push on you? That's where the motivational inception comes in because there are multiple layers of motivation making you do the work, right? <laughs> um, so I think this is, you know, if you have ever envisioned working full-time or wanting to, be, to write full-time, I think this is something that you will need to come to grips with. Uh, turning the writing into a job changes the writing. It changes your process. It changes how you feel about it. I'm not going to say it makes it not fun, but it's work and you got to do the work if you want to get paid or you need to find some other way to get paid. (laughs) And people had told me this, you know, a lot of everyone has told me that most people's productivity actually drops in the first year that they write full time. And so, you know, I've gotten six projects done this year, which by any other metric of, you know, as far as writing goes, that's that's pretty good. So I shouldn't be super hard on myself, but I would like to get more done. And I'm not going to talk a huge amount about goals uh, right now, but I've got some big goals for next year that I'd like to accomplish. And part of that, that mindset of the marathon versus the sprint is that you need a process. You need a way to make that happen. I'm not going to make big goals happen if I wait until the last minute to do the work, you know, maybe I can write 10,000 words in a day, but I have not done it consistently. And right now I don't have a process that is, you know, supporting that I have the focus of my life does need to be the two and a half year old and the two and a half year old does not make it easy to write late into the night or wake up at 5am and start writing then as well. So things to think about. So, so yeah, that's that's just been a big one on my mind. <laughs> and and I hope in sharing this that it it can help it, if you're thinking about this as a career or maybe it's something that you're struggling with, you know, when a friend of mine said that he was having the feeling that he had been given this gift and he was potentially squandering it, I felt that exact same thing. And I've got another friend that's going through, you know, working on a long-term project with kind of a nebulous deadline. That, you know, he knows that he's really fortunate that he's on contract, but there's no set deadline for it. And it has just felt like he's banging his head against a wall. And I I feel the same thing um, in a lot of ways. So, so yeah, I am different. I'll let you know, like, how it goes. But (laughs) for now, you know, I'm just doubling down on the things that have worked for me. I review the, I review the outline every day on the work I need to do. Um, I have a co-writing project with Mal that I'm working through and I don't want to let her down. So that's, that's a thing that I, I've got that document open and I'm working through it every day. Um, and just basically almost like meditation where you're bringing your mind back to focus. I got to bring my mind back to, you need to do the work. You need to do the work. (laughs) So, so yeah. Hopefully that that helps, and I'm actually hoping that I can look back on this episode in a year and realize that maybe I've solved this problem. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Okay, um, for this week, what I want to get done is really just fire upon the worlds. Um, we got to make a lot of progress on that. There's a local writers group that I'm in that's going to meet on Saturday, and we're turning our stories in on Wednesday. And I have not submitted a story to the group in like a year. I've got a story that's half written, um, just about 3,000 words, but I want to get that done tomorrow so that I can uh, submit that to the group and get some feedback, just because I feel like I, I kind of owe them, because they've been, I've been reading their work, and they've been finishing stories and shipping stories, and I have not done that. But it also comes down to the time that I devote to a story I could be putting into other work, but maybe that's a way I maybe that's something I need to do to jump start the, uh, the creative process in some other ways. So see ya. So I need to get that story done. Um, scratching the, uh, the podcast off the list and we're now number three into the new cycle of turning this into a habit. So (laughs) thank you for humoring me. And I also want to say thank you to, um, all the folks that sent me messages about the podcast, I really appreciate it. I, You know, it's funny you do this and you kind of feel like you're just, you know, talking to your monitor. But I do appreciate everyone that lets me know that they've heard it and that it was useful in some way. And um, it really, it keeps me motivated. So that's another thing that... It, if I know that I'm a person who's externally motivated and I'm, I'm kind of letting people, not necessarily letting people down, I'll say, but if what I'm doing is helpful in some way, that's a big motivator for me. That's a thing that will push me to keep, to keep going. So sometimes I lose sight of even the audience who reads the stories. And the other day I was thinking about who my ideal reader is. And I was trying to either come up with an example of someone I knew or kind of envision that person And I was having a hard time for a minute, especially with one of the projects I'm working on. And so I realized I needed to kind of recenter and, and find that. And then maybe that's another thing that will help the words come a little faster, you know? So if you're a person who has figured out that you've got an an external locus of control when it comes to your creative work, and, and that's actually something to dig into because I think it can vary depending on the project. You know, you might, if you're a person who really enjoys doing something, you're going to have an internal method of control for that. You're going to have an internal desire to work on that project. You're not going to need anybody pushing you to get that done. Whereas if it's a work project or something you're not as excited to do, you might be using that external focus to keep you on track to getting it done. And that's where that, that shift happens. I think as you move, if you move from, I'm not going to call it amateur or, you know, writing for your own pleasure or creating something creative for your own pleasure to doing it on a deadline for, you know, to get paid for it or for an audience who you're making a promise to and they expect that thing to appear when you promised it would appear. Well, now you've moved to, you could be internally motivated for that. And if you are, that's awesome. But for a lot of people, I think that becomes external. So it can shift based on, you know, what what the project is and how you feel about it and what's going on in your life. And that's fine. That, that's to be, to be expected. I would actually be surprised or I'm always kind of amazed by folks that seem to be just on this internal clock getting things done consistently. I'm just sort of in awe of their ability to do that. <laughs> but then I back up and I look at a couple of things they might be doing, which are actually using their audience to help keep them on track. And so some things people do, like say if you're using an editor that you have to book in advance, well, you need to meet your the deadline for that editor in order to be able to use their services. So that becomes an external motivator that can keep you on track. Other people could do sprint groups, um, or author accountability groups. And that's one thing I've actually been doing with my author mastermind group is we have gotten kind of granular with it and we are logging in every day and kind of simulating an office environment to get the work done. Like we basically, you know, we set up a zoom meeting, we log in at a certain time, everybody states their intention or, or their goal for the next hour that we're going to work. And then we keep the video up so you can see each other working as you're, you're working away. I actually feel a little bit like there was a couple of days I was recording some audio during the time that we were on the, we call it the office. <laughs> We were on the office call and it felt a little bit like cheating because I wasn't on the video. I had to move to another workstation to do that, but that's been a really good way to be granular about it. And the thing is you can even, you could still cheat certainly doing that, but you're only kind of cheating yourself at that point. Like you've done everything you can kind of do to, um, to be accountable. I think, using an accountable process like that and then being kind of systematic about the work that you need to get done. Like that's where I like the idea of stating the intention or even walking quickly through what it is we're going to write. And we even had to kind of drill down on this a little bit because, you know, just giving the elevator pitch on what you're doing. I'm writing a scene where the guy's stuck in a battle ring. He's got to kill three people and then he can get out. Um, the main conflict is that he has no weapons or, you know, I don't know, he broke his leg, something like that. Boom, boom, boom. We move on to the next person, like not a really long in-depth explanation. And one thing we haven't done a lot of in these meetings is if someone is having a problem they're needing to work through, that meeting is not really necessarily the place for that. But we've gotten into some of those conversations, but you can tell that people are getting a little frustrated because that's their time that they want to do work. Right? (laughs) So, so that's been something that's been helpful. Um, Other things I've done in the past is, you know, reducing distractions. And I think I've talked about that before. There's a number of different plugins you can get uh, for your computer, you know, for both Mac OS and PC or whatever you're using at kind of the computer level to turn off all internet and distractions, or you can do it at the browser level with a few different plugins that are out there. And there's like positive ones where you're growing a forest. And if you don't, if you stop typing the forest, the trees will die. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's others where, you know, if you, you can put a list of websites in there and if you switch over to one of those websites, you get a giant flashing red screen on your browser saying, you know, shouldn't you be working? Um, And that can be a a good thing to keep you going back to the work you need to do. And and for me, it's kind of what I said before, like it's that mental, having the mental focus to be distracted, recognize I'm distracted and go back to the thing that I, I need to do. And so those are some surface level things, but I I think what I've been kind of talking about here is a little deeper than that, but ultimately it's kind of a, a fake it till you make it kind of thing, right? Because even if you weren't super motivated when you wrote a certain scene, one of the things that I've, I've always known to be true is, is I might not feel super energized when I'm, I'm writing a scene or doing something and people will say they can, they can often see that. Like if they read it and they can tell the author wasn't excited about it. Well, sometimes I go back and I know that I wasn't excited about it and I read it and it's pretty good. (laughs) So, or other people read it and they have no idea. Like I, I've learned to keep my mouth shut when I'm getting feedback because if I know that, like, I just think something was like, yeah, I just don't feel good about this, but somebody else is like, yeah, I like it. It's great. It was, you know, they really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So, you know, don't, don't kind of shoot yourself in the foot with that sort of thing. So those are some surface level things you can do to kind of work through if you, if you need that external locus of control, you know, and, and that's where inception comes in because if you need to kind of create multiple layers of motivation for yourself, you know, we got to go deeper, got to go deeper. Um, that can be ways to, to do that. And so the first thing I think you need to do though, is if, if you're feeling like it's you're having a hard time getting the work done or you have, you're not feeling motivated or you feel like something's getting in the way. I'm honestly starting to feel like it's better just to stop and go do something else. Especially if I, you know, I have a finite number of days. I got a lot of stuff I got to do. If I'm not sitting down and getting to work right away, then I feel like the best thing to do is actually to get up and go do something else and then come back to it. And that might be part of where that, like the thought around, getting a job, a part-time job might be coming from. It's like, well, at least i go directly to this other thing. I make some money, think about what I need to write and then come back and do the work later in the day. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Some, you know, other things I think is definitely talking to people about if you're, if you are struggling with your work, having a group of other people you can talk to about it can be invaluable. I think you can reach a point where like, people commiserating isn't necessarily going to help you too much, but it does help me to know that other people go through very similar things. Like it's not like I'm unique in learning to do this new way of working. And it's always interesting to hear how other authors kind of deal with it. You know, I was talking to one that, uh, he was telling me he actually has, uh, he keeps a jar of marbles on his desk. And then the way he does the Pomodoro method, which is the, you know, writing for 20, 20 or 25 minutes, pausing for 10, writing for 20, you know, basically doing that, those kind of writing sprints is he will know he wants to do a certain number of sprints. That's a certain number of marbles. But then after he does the sprint, he actually physically gets up and takes the marble to the other side of the room and puts it in another jar. And so he has that sort of physical reinforcement after each sprint to do, um, you know, when he's done the work and that's kind of the reward. And, you know, for longer breaks, you can do any kind of rewards you want to do, like getting a coffee or, you know, eating lunch or things like that. You know, if you're exercising, um, I've actually done it where I do push-ups after each, um, each sprint, you know, things like that. Talking to other writers can help you figure out some of these different techniques and see if they will work for you. Because even, even if you had a technique that was working or I'm saying things that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that for me at least, trying something different sometimes helps, you know, break loose something in my brain and things shift a little bit. So, and then the other thing I know is if I'm having trouble with a project, maybe I need something about the project is blocking me. So I need to look at it in a different way. Like think about the character, think about the plot, think about something that is maybe not working and go back to a fundamental level on it and maybe do some work on the character or, or things like that. And I know those things. I know those are things that are useful. I just need to make myself, um, you know, do it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, l- sometimes for me, like, even as I'm speaking these things out, just like listing extra methods that could be helpful. It's like, I have, even though there's, I'm the only one here, I've got another part of myself that's has, has become that external coach. That's like, James, these are the things you need to do, do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and my writing group kind of does the same thing. So, okay. Um, I hope these things are helpful. I, I think this is something that's important to think about, especially if you're going to be consistent in your work and consistency is a watch word that I've definitely been putting some thought into. And the other thing is that even if you feel inconsistent, maybe on an, you know, hourly you know, daily, hourly basis, whatever, if you look back, you know, even if you got something done that day that wasn't necessarily when you meant to do it, but it got done, well, over the course of a month, that is consistency. And then a year, you know, it still becomes 30 days that you did that thing, even if it wasn't at the exact time that you intended to do it. So that's, yeah, not getting caught up in the, uh, the forest for the trees like that. So that's something I'll definitely be working on this week. And I hope that this uh, discussion has been helpful for you if you I'll be curious to hear maybe some methods of inception that folks use to motivate themselves. So let me know. So, all right. Motivational inception. Uh, think about that and think about what, what you need to keep yourself on deadline because, uh, yeah, if you want to get a project done, you got to do little bits every day, right? That's what I tell myself until next time. I really appreciate you listening and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye.